Yo, 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 yo. What up? Welcome to uh, episode, um, I, I don't know, maybe this will be a number, or maybe we'll just do like a Judgment Night thing. I have no idea what yeah. number it is. Again. Um, what, where are you plugged into? Let's see. Talk? Hello? Okay, cool. Um, start this? No, not yet. No. We'll, we'll, we'll do the intro, yeah. Right. Um, so today, Langan and I are going to talk about uh, the Judgment Night soundtrack, uh, which is uh, a super iconic uh soundtrack that everyone remembers and and the whole um idea to this was sometimes i think we remember shit Mm -hmm. like more fondly (laughs) you know and then you like go back to it and you're like so i wanted to like really like go through these songs and, and see if they they held up because uh it's such a like you're playing with fire for people like us because we both love hip hop and we both love rock. Yeah. But the combination it's most likely gonna go bad. It's gonna go bad. And you gotta defy the odds. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be good. Why do you okay I have a Something theory. Something about this the sound of like the gu- the guitar and the- somebody really like I don't know. The guys that usually fuck with it, they're spitting like really basic rhymes and shit with it. Yeah. You know, I don't hear like guys like, you know, inspect the deck of the jizza with yeah. a metal guitar behind it. just don't, never, it doesn't, it can't jive for me. It doesn't make sense. It's the, it's, I think it's like the production. Like, unless you do something that's like, um, like the less notes you play on the guitar, mm. the better it is. You know what it is? It's like either, one one of the genres or both have to dumb themselves down yeah. to jive with the other one. Yeah. You know, and that's it. So what's you know how what, is that good? Yeah, and and like what, if you're if you're the singer that doesn't play guitar, what are you doing? Like you're just hanging out. You're like you do what Mike Patton did on Bongos, this. Bongos, man, <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, Maraca. <laughs> but I, there's something about um, th- like riff. You can't like riff over certain things because it just doesn't sound well. And the production because the production to um, the hip hop stuff, like the good stuff that we like, is just so bass heavy. Yeah. Like you hear that, you hear like a tropical quest, like, you know, bugging out come in. Um, it just has this, this appeal to it where like when you hear the guitar, it's just like a different, like mid, um, range type thing. And it just never, like, that's it, the instrument that ruins it. Yeah. That's Obviously the instrument. The bass, the yeah, drums, a sure. keys, whatever. Yeah. It's that guitar. I don't know. It just know? doesn't go with it. No. You know, like a guitar, like you just need that singing and, uh, yeah. So, but it, so so with the soundtrack, everyone remembers it because we we were like kids. This was, and and so it came out uh, twenty seven years ago, almost yeah. almost to the date, September fourteenth, ninety three. Okay. Yep. Um. Do you remember uh when this dropped? Because I do. Yeah, I was working at a uh, record world, and they sent out a promo of it, so we had it early, and everybody that worked there loved it because I had a little something for everybody. We'd gassed up played it constantly you know and, and mo- uh, most importantly too was for the promo stuff you see the name of the bands because if, at oh, first yeah. you see judgment night and you're thinking like okay no idea no idea what this movie is or what it's going to be 
but you see all the bands that are connected together yeah. on the promo and you're just like oh okay this is like shit that we all love and yeah together yeah you know and we were so gassed up and then when the movie came out a month later it was like oh god this is awful yeah we, you know they they got us you know they got, they yeah. got us with the killer soundtrack <laughs> so uh, the guy who directed the movie um what did he do he did something else too he did a nightmare on elm street part five did he yes um and then he did something else that was jamie i'll play jamie today okay young jamie pull this up for us <laughs> It was something in 1990, I believe, right before. Street 5. Okay. Predator 2. Predator 2. That's what it was. Predator 2 is so good. Sure. Yeah. You he, know, he like. A couple of films. Yeah. He, he went down fast after that. Yeah. You know, not much on the resume. But, um, yeah, supposedly he, he, was, he had no real faith in the soundtrack. He no. wasn't even going to add it in the movie. They had to fight to get him to use it, I okay. heard. You know, uh, the happy... Happy Walters. Happy Walters did, yeah, did not want to use it. And, uh, and the film is god-awful. Atrocious. Well, I like the premise. The premise is cool. Like, you... It, it, I don't want to say if it was more realistic, because, you know, a movie is a movie, but it's just, like... I don't know. Maybe, like, Dennis Leary was a bad choice. Yeah. Because he was, like... He was so entrenched in MTV culture so you knew him. So he was a familiar face in that way. Right. But like I wasn't thinking like okay, here's Dennis Leary walking around Cabrini Green uh knocking on <laughs> doors and like being like a bad guy and I'm just like I don't like he would <laughs> th- that would not go over well. It, it, so it, maybe the casting um a lot of the turns that the plot took um I, I feel like there could have been a cool movie there. Yeah. It just Fell flat. Yeah. There's a quote uh, talking about Cabrini Green. Everlast was in the film. He had a little bit role, I believe. Yeah, he was like one of the henchmen. And he said, the director hated me because I would constantly say shit like, four guys, yeah, four guys are walking around Cabrini Green, Chicago, acting like they run shit. This yeah. is realistic. <laughs> and he said, the movie's a piece of shit. Soundtrack's the only good thing about it. He said that? Yeah. Oh, that's good. And they actually asked Muggs to have a bit role on it, too. Yeah. But he said they they offered him, like, um, what, was, what was the amount? 25K. 50,000. Oh, 50, 50, yeah. But he was getting 25K a remix yeah. at that point and doing a couple a week. Yeah. So he's like, I, I don't want to sit around and wait. Yeah, because he said, like, um, they were in Meteor Man with um, yes. David, no, Townsend. Mike, no, what Townsend? Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend. Yeah. Um, and he said that, uh, I, I guess like the movie process is different. You just kind of like wait for your scene and the sit whole time wait. Yeah. you sit around. So if you're like a musician or like a creative type, like mugs, you're thinking like, yeah. I'd rather just do two remixes and ha- same, have the same payday. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so, and supposedly I guess the idea <laughs> to the soundtrack, um, uh, was put forward by happy Walters, but supposedly it was like more of a conversation between Everlast and DJ Muggs mm-hmm. because I think they were coming off of the Shamrocks and Shenanigans remix. The Butch Fig? Yeah. yeah. So I think they were just like um, kind of like I think they were like vibing on that so they were really into that remix and then I think Everlast said that he might have seen Rage Against the Machine open up for Body Count and it yes. kind of blew his mind so right. A lot of these conversations were ha- happening. 
Um, but Happy Walters was like a music guy. He had Immortal Records, and um, I'm trying to remember like the three standouts. So he had Corn on the label, right? Uh, the band Far, which no one really knows or remember them. Yeah, yeah, they 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 have a record called Water and Solutions. Um, and there was someone else, but I forget. But he he seemed to be like the man, so he, I I think he he took their idea and and put it into fruition. He yeah. was like a a big music fan, um, big fan of the Smiths and uh, REM. The, the and, time was ripe for this too, because you know they were on what, the time period. What they'd been three Lollapaloozas at that point. The alternate, like different genres, it was kind of playing together. This yeah. and that is just you know, yeah, that was the zeitgeist right then. You know, the, the, and there were no real like sore thumbs um, as far as like the um, the artists that they picked. Um, for this so um let, let, let's go with the first song uh so the first song on the track list is i had a different track list to be honest with you did you when i had the cd but uh so we'll go with the list that, that's up online which is helmet and house of pain what do you have a different song like leading it off i had, had i feel like i had sonic youth because really? sonic youth and, and and cypress hill were uh the first and then the last because i think they spread them out Yo, I could be completely wrong. I, I was on drugs, <laughs> you know. Yeah, because I remember that. I think I well, I had it at, at this was the first track, but I was gassed up for this track back in the day because I loved House of Pain. Yeah, it was a hot time for all the Soul Assassin shit, you know. Everlast spits his usual simplistic. <laughs> still does verses yeah. on here. I love him, you know, yeah. but still. Yeah, when he's when he's like reading the taxi driver IMDb page, basically <laughs> like Jody, Jody Foster, Foster Harvey Keitel, you know <laughs> De Niro. Yeah, but it works. They work together. He had great delivery and he had a great great voice. Yeah, but like what I love, so so whenever helmet has got groove. Well, that's what it was. Oh. So like, um, w- when they were putting the song together, I, I believe Everlast said that um, like instead of collaborating on something. He was like, "Yo, let, let me let us just fuck up a helmet song." Yeah. So I guess Helmet had a song or maybe an idea, and then that's why it, it's basically like two songs in one. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, oh, it comes slow it down. Yeah, yeah, it slowed it down, and then from there, it, it what we were talking about before, as far as the guitar, it made the guitar like it dumbed it down a little bit more, like as far as production, and slowed it down, and then it added that that fucking heavy bass drum. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, I love the uh, the hits on the cymbal. Um, it it doesn't seem like forced on this record at all, you know. No, and it, it, Everlast voice really sinks in with with their tone. I don't yeah. know, you know. It's a yeah, it's not a complex piece by any means and stuff, no. but it works, you know. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, the production, like some of the songs on the record, I'll talk about later on. I feel like. They were mixed terribly. Yeah, this this one was mixed very well. Definitely. Um, maybe Muggs had his fingers in there. I, I don't really know exactly who mixed it. Uh, but yeah, man, th- this t- to this day it's uh. So okay, going back, I I thought I was gonna go. I thought I was gonna go back and listen to the soundtrack and be like, uh, I just felt like maybe it just wouldn't age well. You know, you yeah. put something on and you're like, oh man, this shit was cool for its time, but it's pretty corny. Um, and then, you know, I put this on, I'm like, oh, it's still cool. Yeah. Like, I really like this. I can't see myself, like, after we're done with the show, like, I'm probably good on revisiting it yeah. for a while and stuff, but yeah. 
some songs age better than others on there. Yeah. You know. Uh but this still this still pops. This this track's good. It was enjoyable. Yeah. And and you figure like what so um where were they in their career? I feel like they were both kind of on their way down. Cuz yeah. what did Helmet do after 93? Oh no, they they released Betty, but Betty wasn't really that well received. That was not well received at all. Because it was a little out there. It it's a good record. It's a great record. But it did not do as well as Meantime commercially by any yeah. means. Which, I mean, I, th- I think it still went gold. And obviously House of Pain's second record. And I like that record too. But when did that come out? I feel like maybe around the same time. That's Betty? Yeah. Or maybe same, same as it ever was. Young Jamie. Look that up. <laughs> yeah, both would be viewed as having a sophomore slump kind of thing. Let's see. I don't think I don't think so much. Uh, no, no, because so the helmet had um, strap it on, and then they did meantime. Same as it ever was was ninety four. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So actually, yeah. So they they both released records, and and I feel like um, uh, some some people think Betty, like you know, I'm sure Dan Tur thinks Betty is is the is the best <laughs> of the helmet records. Because uh, it's a little bit more out there, but same as it ever was, I think is the best House of Pain record. It's got great beats on it. Great beats, savage beats. Yeah, Everlast is what he is. Yeah, you know, he's yeah, yeah. not gonna blow your mind. Like, oh, rewind that. Like, what did yeah. this guy just say? Holy shit! Did he just say your, you make me sick like strawberry quick? Exactly. That's yo, on re- that record. Yo, rewind right? that. <laughs> yo, did he just say that? Um, but Muggs' beats and the production is is ridiculous. I would kill to hear. I've heard like a better MC on those beats, yeah, or 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 anything. But uh, I like that record. That record's great. Yeah, Uh, it just didn't have jump around. Jump around was a monster. Definitely didn't have it. So yeah, both there was no hit. No, no. And they were yeah. So they were they were both kind of like riding the the same size of uh, popularity at this time in in their world. Sure. So and then from there, you know, I guess they like Helmet continued to make records. I I just don't think. you know, some people go in and out and they check out. And, and at this point, it's just Paige yeah. um, and my buddy Dave Case. Shout out to him. He still plays this song live, I heard. Uh, oh, really? Just another victim? Yeah. I, I guess they just do the article. half of them. Yeah, I don't think they go through the whole thing, but yeah. maybe it's just a fun little yeah. one-off. You the know? drummer doesn't do the Everlast parts? Nah, nah, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, okay, cool. So uh, can we say this song aged well? I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah, it's like like... Like the, the the test is if you're at a red light and it's summer, do you crank it if someone's next to you, or do roll you embarrassingly down. roll it down? <laughs> That's tough because you know what? What's well, three choices? Do you roll it down? Do you keep it at the volume, or do you pump it up? I'm gonna keep it at the volume. Me too. I'm gonna keep it at the volume. Yeah. But like this whole thing, like also, you know, you think about what happened after, you know, this. This was like a new thing, kind of. You know, besides Run DMC and Aerosmith, besides uh, Anthrax and Public Enemy, having a full album of all these kind of collaborations was a new thing. And we know what happened in the post-Cobain music world and the rise of the new metal and what that brought on. And there's such a stigma associated with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this... I don't... This is a different era. Yeah. I think it was... Uh, this was the, the precursor. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? This probably launched some of those bands. It did. It probably did, right? Like, Alice in Chains birthed the worst bands ever. Sure. It happens. All the Jarl bands. Yeah. The 
the uh, candle boxes, the candle creeds, box I can fuck with the, though a little bit. <laughs> yeah, collective souls. All those yeah. kind of Godsmack. Well, Godsmack for one. sure because they're named after an Alice in Chain songs. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean you can go back through a million things in music and yeah. see those kind of. I picture yeah. M- I picture young MC Freddie D listening to Judgment Night soundtrack, being like, "Yo, son, no you know what we're gonna do? Question. No question. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take fucking DJ Lethal and we're gonna fucking throw yeah. him in there. Yep. Um, okay, cool. Anyway. So we're both gonna keep it at the same volume. Yes. Uh, brings us to the second song, which um, I think at the end maybe we'll give our five favorite songs. Okay. From the record. So I'm not going to say much more on that. But this next song is uh, Teenage Fan Club and uh, De La Soul, Fallen. Yeah, I don't don't really like this one too much. Really? Never did, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I was just looking at your face because I thought you were joking. Nah. What is it about that you... I I don't know what it is. I love De La Soul. I love Teenage Fan Club. Just doesn't... uh, Oh, that's crazy. It never worked for me. I yeah. don't know. It just never grabbed me and stuff. And I know a lot of people like this track. Yeah, when this shit pops on and like just that opening track and like you know singers like traveling at the, like there's something about it that just feels so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of happy, Happy Walters was he's like oh, I was a big teenage fan club fan and I wanted them on and uh, you know they were just like holy shit we get to work with fucking De La Soul because I think originally they were going to work Dawn. with PM Dawn, yeah. which would have made sense. Totally, a hundred percent. But they were way more excited to work with Dela. Yeah, yeah. Sleep. And I was, I was wondering how they got that the, with the sample with the the Petty sample. It's Tom and Petty, stuff. yeah. But yeah, apparently, Petty loved it. Petty loved it. Yeah, yeah. I believe Petty was neighbors with some dude from Incubus yeah. or some shit or whatever. But they got it cleared. And- how does that go? Like, just the guy from Incubus is like, yeah. One day I was uh taking out the garbage and um, <laughs> you know, I heard Tom Petty like playing uh that Teenage Fan Club uh. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, a De La Soul song, and I was like, "Hey, man, do you love that?" He's like, "Love it, man." <laughs> Going back home later, <laughs> like, how did that, like, you know, like maybe they were just having a conversation? Yeah, I don't know, but that's cool with Petty, you know. Yeah, and at the end, I don't know if if you realize or remember, but they kind of like do like a vocal sample, or they kind of like do the Daisy Duke thing at the end. Yes, weird. Come on, baby. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was very odd. It had to be like a goof, you know? Yeah, like a goof. Like at the end, like your hat, like your, um, let me shut this thing off. God damn it. Blowing up. Um, you know, sometimes you're just at the end, and, and I, I guess Daisy Duke, that, that song came out a year before. Mm hmm. And, uh, it was huge. Yeah, it was everywhere. So you just kind of like put that on, you know? Um, but okay. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, so where were these guys at their career? I feel like they were both kind of... De La Soul had just made Balloon Mind State, I, I believe. I love that album. But you know that they don't like it. I've read that, but uh, I love it. One of my favorites. So listening, did you get a chance to listen to that Prince Paul podcast no, not yet? yet? God damn it, man. Yeah. So there's a whole episode on Balloon Mind State. Yeah. And he said it's the last record that he worked on with them because they they just didn't like it. And and like it wasn't received well, but he said later on, like a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's my favorite." Yeah. And he was like, "Why didn't anyone say something back then?" <laughs> it just seemed like everyone hated it because then they put out Stakes as High, yeah. um, which was a completely different thing. So he was just like, "Man," he's like, "Maybe they just weren't into like my style anymore." 
Uh, but there's something about Balloon Mindset. Like, I just always thought it was the best. I, I love that record. It's got a couple of my favorite De La songs. Yeah. Break of Dawn is yeah. so fucking smooth. Yeah. Um, what's the other one that they made the first single off it? Uh, Ego Trip? Yes. Okay, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I love that record. You know? I just the memories attached to it, you know, like Big I was fifteen. Time. I was just yep. like we had the cassette, and we would listen to it. Um, and Teenage Fan Club, I believe, just put out Bandwagon esque. Thirteen, I think, or they were working on thirteen. Okay, they were working on thirteen because like yeah. I feel like Bandwagon esque might have been ninety two. Awesome. Yeah, they were like yeah. popping and 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 doing their thing. Um, so they they were kind of like on a, on an upswing, you know, because <laughs> usually you can get like uh, you can get people like this on the way down. <laughs> oh yeah. You know? Gigs a gig. Yeah, gigs a gig. Yeah. But I feel like everyone was kind of like on uneven plane here. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a couple of people that I guess they offered it to that yeah. weren't feeling it and stuff. We get into that as it goes. But a couple I was surprised that I never heard before. With I heard something was offered the Biggie. Yeah. Uh, Perry Farrell, which I totally could have saw. Yeah. And then even Metallica. That's who, weird. Who uh, were the shit at that time, you know, as far as financially. You know, they were yeah. off the black shit, black That might have been, like, the peak of their they, popularity. I think they told Happy, like, uh, yeah, okay, $3 million or something. Yeah. And it was, like, their way of saying, you know, fuck you, kid. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Give him a number that even if he says yes to, we'll be like, okay, well, fine. They would do it now. Yeah, they would but, do it. But now. back then, that, that era Metallica, you yeah. know, ego. No, we're not going to fucking do it. It's going to be $3 million. Yeah. But, then, you know. Even though Lars is a trendy dude, like we yes. saw Insane Anger when he made Kurt not play guitar solos anymore because no one was doing guitar solos. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, so embarrassing! You ever heard you know, System of a Down? They don't yeah. play guitar solos, man. Yo, you know I was trying to find because I I think it was enough time had passed for me to watch it, but um, that uh, some kind of monster. Yeah, you can't find it anywhere. Really, it's like Scrubs from like the world. <laughs> like you can't get it anywhere. Nah. I can't even rent it. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Maybe they realized, like, man, they're like, this makes us we look, look real like bad. Such pussies. <laughs> yeah. Because that was the verdict. I mean, I remember Eddie Van Halen saying, like, what a bunch of pussies. Yeah. Like, if you don't like someone, you're banned. You just throw them out. Like, oh, so which is what he does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this clip's on YouTube, so you can still see Mustang cry if you're interested. <laughs> I'm always interested in that. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Yeah. But. Um. So if 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 we're at the red light and uh you know uh, uh Christy Brinkley is uh, in the car next to us, do we uh lower the volume on this song? Do we keep it at the volume that it's at, or do we crank it up to ten? I'm gonna keep it at the volume it's at because I do. I never liked this song. Uh, I didn't like this song when I first had the album. I, I shouldn't say I didn't like it. It just wasn't one of my favorites mm -hmm. for what I was listening to that. So it's kind of it's better than I remembered it, but I'll just keep it at the same volume because okay. it's not one of my standout tracks. Yeah. All what right. about you? Oh, I I crank it. Yeah. 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 I'm like, yo, what's up, Chrissy? Regularly, and I'm like, yo, check this out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you fuck with a uh, teenage fan club. <laughs> Green light. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So that brings us to the third song, which is "Living Color" and "Run DMC." Okay. Me, myself, must, and my, my right, microphone. Yeah, right. what do you think of this? This was better than I remembered it. I didn't like this. Oh, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I thought Vernon Reed's riff on it is good, actually, for all the troubles that guitar has mixing with hip-hop and okay. stuff. No, but Run DMC, obviously important, great band, stuff like that, but not setting the world afire. Well, was this when Down With The King 
came out after or before? I it had to be around the same time. Okay, because that that gave them a little yeah. fresh because they were dead in the water. Dead kinda. in the water, and uh, you know, shout out to Pete Rock. That whole the ha the ha style had been. Yeah, you know, it was old. School. Unless you were the Beastie Boys, Thirty Six Chambers already came in, and exactly. people were like, oh. "Unless you were the Beastie Boys, yeah. who it's like, okay, we've accepted this yeah. is what you guys are going to be, yeah. I know. For, and we love it, <laughs> yes." But Run DMC, no, yeah. But anyway, so Down with the King came out, and I remember everybody coming in buying a cassette single. All of a sudden, there was a clamor for them again. Yeah, but uh, I think this collaboration works, though. It, it it doesn't light the world on fire. No, reinvent the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> So this is one of those songs that I think suffers for me for uh, as far as production. Yeah, because it sounds. I agree with you there. It, it sounds like um, it was mixed very poorly, and it sounds like uh, a living color, a living color rehearsal next door to um, Run DMC like rapping. Okay, like it just sounds like they're completely like the Aerosmith on video. A, yeah, like on a different planet. But nobody punched their mic yeah. stand through the wall. Yeah, they, they was, just recorded through it. There was no scarf hanging from the mic. No. Um, but the actual song, the riff is cool, but that suffers somewhat to me because it's just so busy. Yeah, that's Vernon Reed for you. It's busy, yeah. but then when the chorus kicks in, like those light, like the, it's such a bright, uh, bright notes that he's playing. Yeah. Um, I ended up liking the song a lot better this time than I did. Definitely. The last time I heard it, Agreed. I thought it's a lot of fun, and and Run DMC is like no stranger to um, rapping over these. No. Uh, uh, guitars, rock, yeah, rock yeah. box, yeah. There was a ton. Um, and they were both, yeah, same thing. So you figure, geez, maybe Stain had come out for for a Living Color. Young Jamie. Young Jamie, bless it up. Auslander was on Stain. There was a, a few bangers on that one. Stain, March second, ninety three. So, okay, yeah, yeah. After that, yeah, for sure. That year, and uh, yeah, they 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 were both. And then they didn't make another record till two thousand three. Yeah, because I remember Stain. Stain had some really good stuff on there, but uh, they're one of those bands that just uh, kind of like went away. Um, and uh, like we said, Run DMC, man. You know, they popped back up for like a year. Yeah, and did their thing. But uh, me, myself, my microphone. Um, we're at the red light, you know, uh, let's say, um, Linda Evangelista is, is in a, let's say she's humping uh, a car next to us. <laughs> do we, do we lower the volume on this terrible mix? I'm going to lower it. You're going to lower Yeah. <laughs> you? Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to keep it the same. Okay. I'm going to keep it the same because it's, it's not something you could blast because it's like, it sounds, the mix sounds cluttered basically. That's the perfect way to put it, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, it, it's it's still it's still fun. Like whenever whenever I'm trying to like punch a hole through it while I'll, while I was listening to it, I'm like it's still fun. It's like yeah. me and myself and my microphone, and so very cool. Uh, track number four, Biohazard Nonix. Is that what you got there? God Judgment damn. Night. Yeah. Wow. They were no strangers to collaborating. Yeah. The uh, slam. Then they did the. Uh, when did that? What year did that come out? Slam the metal. Then there was it the metal remix they did for that one. Maybe it was like ninety two. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, because they had just done. Yeah, they had just done it. Right. Yeah, because I remember like they like they did the remix and like holy shit, this is actually pretty cool because every hardcore kid was fucking with yeah Onyx yeah hard because of that. And um, they play like if you listen to this song, great production. Yep. And and Biohazard. 
plays those ominous chords that work with the hip hop. It's like, dan, dan, dan. Sure. That's it. Because then from there, the MC just has this room to kind of like vibe over it. They're, they're a good band to collaborate with, with hip hop because their stuff isn't overly complex in yeah. the least. It's very Neanderthal and basic. With yeah. all due respect. Oh, no, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not, you know, there's no Yngwie Malmsteen licks no, like, no, 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 intricately no. Like, that's going to fuck, you know, be dissonant with a with a hip-hop vocal. It's, yeah. It's a perfect groove for it's someone a, it's, that It's a perfect over. groove, and, and they get it, and, and they, they, they could play it. And uh, I got to say, uh, Sticky Fingers, yeah. his verse. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. I, this is probably his best verse that I've ever heard him do. Yeah. It's just so memorable like when, when we listen to it again i'm just like uh he was gonna make the white man call him master yeah <laughs> i'm six 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 yep uh pass that shit you fucking bald-headed bastard like yeah, he, when, he killed it yeah man you hear that shit and i'm just like like if we were riding in the car with that cereal kid like you know the dad smacking the cereal <laughs> out, like, he could do he could do it with judgment yeah, night. yeah. yeah man that yep. th- this song really Man, and and this is the height of of Biohazard, I believe. Not Earth. Uh, Urban Discipline was ninety. Yeah. Four. No, no, no. no. It must have been like ninety two, because uh, State of the Union. Oh yeah. State of the what Union was like ninety four. So the you know they, they were riding riding high. Back the fuck up must have been like ninety two. Yeah, Urban Discipline was ninety two. Yeah. Ninety two. State of the World Address ninety four. So 94. it was right in. So right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they were, were doing all right. Yeah. You know, but once again, these two, like, <laughs> after, like, 94, I feel like their trajectory just kind of, like, dipped down. Oh, yeah. Back you know? the fuck up was 93. 93. Yep. Okay, yeah. yeah. And it, so aggressive. Like, if, if any hip-hop group could project <clears throat> and kind of feel like they belong on a track like this, oh, it's yeah. them. It's just their, like, I can't imagine. You know how much spit must be on that mic when they're oh, done God. rapping? Like, just... <laughs> yeah, they're of that style, you know, like an MOP too. Like yeah. it just on an extra on, le- on they turned it up to eleven. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like they fought everyone in that recording studio, not because they were mad. Yeah, it's just what they like, had to. They had to. Yeah, they're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They like wrote like an IOU and sent them like Venmo. Yeah, you can't help <laughs> in '93. It's it's way amped. Yeah, testosterone yeah. filled. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like smash shit. Like kind of posse cut and uh, you know, with the gang vocals in it and yeah. stuff. It was, you know. And of course, like you know, one of them, the, the Biohazard guys, they're like you know, it's always funny where, where like the singer of the band is like, "What am I gonna do?" It's like just yell "Judgment Night." Yeah, Judgment Night. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's like all right, cool. We're good. We gotta Perfect. get you on this cut. Um. Uh, okay. So we're we're at a red light, and uh, you know, we look over, and uh, who is that? But Lake Bell. Mm. You know, do we do we do we dip the volume on this aggressive track to not scare her away? Do we do we I, yeah. do we keep it? <laughs> do we keep uh, it in the middle? I'm turning this down because I'm, I'm 47 years old. <laughs> I, I I can't listen to this shit like <laughs> this anymore. It's like I say about hardcore. It's like it's, it's a young man's game. I can't be driving around like yeah. you know screaming this shit out. I'm With, but uh, maybe in private. Yeah. I'm turning it down at the light. Yeah, but when they leave. Yeah. I'm gonna turn it back up. <laughs> Does that make sense? Are you being nice then? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. you being thoughtful. I'm yeah. being a forty seven year old man. Yeah. To me, <laughs> now I'm I'm cranking that. Okay, cool. So number what do we have? The number five? <laughs> number five, yeah, the Slayer and Ice T. I feel like this, this is such order. a cop out. I like this one. But I like the exploited. It's a song. Yeah. yeah. It's it's, just... it's a three exploited songs kinda yeah. mashed together. Yeah. Um 
war uk 82 and disorder and i was a big uh, politics aside yeah because i know Mwadi's a meathead yeah but i loved exploited yeah in uh in high school death before dishonor one of my favorite albums uh they were just such a good cro- they were crossover metal and punk sure. to me they weren't you know they had the punk thing going obviously yeah. but a lot of riffage and stuff like that i love slayer ice t sounds great with slayer's tone yep uh he's built to do this more than anybody on the soundtrack, maybe even Onyx. <laughs> Ice oh, T sure. got the cred, you know? Yeah. So uh, I know what you're saying about a cop out or whatnot, but uh, I don't know. I just, I love hearing Ice T over Slayer. I hear, I love hearing Ice T with Araya because they've collaborated, uh, I think, again, I believe they've done something else together, but I don't, I don't, I'm not for sure. But, I don't uh, remember, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know Ice T covered Rain and Blood. Maybe that's, yeah, that's what, what it was. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then institutional. But anyway, I get the cop out part. It's not an original tune. I just picture like them being like going to like Kerry King being like, okay, we're going to get you and we're going to throw a rapper in there and you guys are going to collaborate on a song. And he's probably like, nah, not going to do that. And, you know, it was like the only way that like they're like, okay, how about we get a rapper, but he's not going to (laughs) rap. And then you guys are going to do a cover, you know, like I just can't imagine like like that, that (laughs) going over well. Um which is why I, I mean, it's a cool song. It just feels like out of place in the collaborations. But lyrically, if you listen to the lyrics now, they're so relevant. Like still, right? I, I, that thought crossed my mind first. It's yeah. like it sounds like it. Yeah, you know, should be now. That was eerie. Like yeah. I was listening to it, going like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "This is, this is like now." Yeah, yeah, could be released again. Yeah, the more things change, the more they stay the same. I guess, but uh, always. Yeah, it's it's it just sounds good to me, but I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it, maybe there's a little mail in it. In. <laughs> uh, they were like, yeah. ah, whatever. But uh, in 1993, I believe Ice T had Home Invasion out. Yep. And uh, Slayer probably did Decade of Aggression. Yeah, I well Diabolus and Music. It came out and then in what, 94. 90... I feel like. They released something in '94. Yeah, Diablos and, and Musica. Oh, now I'm in sorry. '98. Yeah, no. Uh... Oh, Undisputed Hate, Undisputed Attitude. I know there was a. a... They had the cover album, but I think this. It was about to enter a period for a confusing period for Slayer, though. No, <laughs> no, but I think Decade of Aggression was what they released a double live. The double live album, album. yeah. '94 yeah. was Divine Intervention. Okay, that makes yep. sense. And. Uh... Yeah, exactly. But, which uh, which is, they still had their thing, but but um, they they were both at the top. You know, like Home Invasion was a huge Ice T record. I think the Power was on there, which which had the Carpenter Halloween mm-hmm. uh, sample on yeah. it. No, that's a good record. Um, and he's super jacked in the picture. A lot of people forget like how jacked Ice T really still oh, yeah. is. Yeah, and then you see him at like sixty, and he's like built like a fucking like brick wall. <laughs> oh yeah, just like. Fuck this guy still do it. He's got it, man. But uh somebody's got a bang coco. <laughs> but okay, so we're we're sitting at the light and uh you know I'm turning it up. We're turning it up. I'm turning it up. Is that freedom rock? <laughs> I'm definitely turning up. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Especially if uh, you know, I'm I'm next to someone who might have certain stickers. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what's the next song? Uh, Faith No More and Booyah Tribe. Okay. Another body murdered. Another body murdered. Yeah. 
What do you think? I uh, I wasn't never into this song. They're li- they're the listening. Day. I don't want to boo you out tribe coming for me because no, they're, they're no. big boys. Big boys. <laughs> Huge, Sam- right? Wild Samoans. Uh, but listening, go- revisiting this, I I love this. Me too, right? I thought this was great. Yeah, I didn't appreciate it back then, but it it really works. They Faith No More does a good stripped down track for them. A to, great strip, perfect. And and you <clears throat> you heard the idea that they wanted to do right. Yeah, like this. It was like a Samoan like national anthem or the something. Samoan national anthem. Mike Patton is that, and they were it, up only like, he would come lame. up with something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. And like they were like, yeah, they laughed at him. They're yeah. like, yeah, they're like, how about we just jam on a track? <laughs> yeah, because they could play. I <laughs> they guess, could play apparently too. Yeah, and he's yeah. He, they they were saying that they went to the studio and they were like jamming and they they brought their guns and they left them like on the console, yeah, <laughs> and stuff. And uh, Jim Martin didn't come. He was like, I no. don't want to do it. Growing pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> Started. Yes, because I guess he was he was probably planning to leave because he left after Angel Dust. Correct. And this was like the year of Angel Dust, or maybe that was ninety two. Angel Dust was ninety two. My, my I feel yeah. Like. yeah. But this, so but this was like height. This was like maximum height. Faith no more. Like they were like darlings. But uh, yeah, go, like going back. Like I've never heard another Booyah Tribe track ever. Never. Um, but listening to this, it just they're they're great like i told you before it reminded me of like chuck d it had that delivery and then mike Patton was like i'm the singer what am i gonna do and they're like just do that which works perfect yeah it works great if he could do it and he was doing the screaming too yeah 92 is uh angel Angel dust Dust. yep but uh yeah no they his his the booyah tribe voice the voice works well with this but again i don't know nothing about those guys except they're from los angeles they're samoans i couldn't tell you one other song yeah I mean, they were around, I guess. I heard the name a few times. Shout but out I to Tony name Rocky Horror. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, they yeah, like- I, I, uh, I love this, actually. Yeah, it aged well. This Big is time. one of those songs that you, you, that I listened back it to. Might have aged the best. Right? I think. Um, it just sounded like, it sounded powerful. You know, they were playing like the right riffs. Yeah, so far out of the ones that we've, We've talked about um, it, it might have been the one that I skipped a lot, but when I went back to it, I'm like, oh, this this is this has balls like it. Yeah. And they released a video for it, too. A song like this pops up and we just never had any interest in listening to the Booyah Tribe that we never we I never still don't. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I appreciate this song more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Like I, if, if I listen to another one, that would take away the time that I could listen to this one. <laughs> You know, I need yeah. to spread my my time. Um, so yeah, we're we're at the red light. Do we do we lower this fucking thing? Do we keep it volume or do we Turn crank it up? It? You know, the the production on this is great. Yeah, I can't say that I would turn it up. I would keep it as is because I, I feel like it's full enough. Okay, but like this is one of those songs where um, you hear and you're like everything pops nicely compared yes. to like that fucking Living Color Run DMC thing. I'm like, who yeah, mixed this it's one? The opposite. So who recorded option. it? You know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What are we up to? Uh, Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill. Is that number seven? I love you, Mary Jane. Is that six or seven? That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Is it? Yeah. God damn. Yeah. All right, maybe I'm forgetting how to count. Okay. Yeah. This, how, this was like iconic. This is my favorite. Yeah, this is like, yeah. like when this came out, you know, we were definitely about that life for oh, yeah. sure, too. You know, you and everyone else. Yeah, man. it was. Uh, this was the joint, man. And supposedly, everybody wanted to work with Cypress Hill. 
from what I'm reading. Yeah. They were the hot shit. And Happy Walters, like, <clears throat> managed, like, fucking Cypress Hill, Wu-Tang. Yep. yep. House of Pain mm-hmm. and Funk Dubious. And Funk Dubious, yeah. Like, how fucking crazy is that? They were asked to be on uh, this, but said no, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was too busy making porn. Yeah. I love Funk Dubious. They would have been great on this. But anyway, uh, yeah, this, this, these, these guys, I mean, it's essentially like a, a lick from Kristen yeah. Moore looped. Yep. And just Kim Gordon comes in with that sultry, yep, sexy. That's all she needed. Hook. Yeah. And uh, it just, it's smooth as hell. Yeah. It's perfect. It was a perfect collaboration in my book. It just made sense. And it's and still perfect to me. It's yeah. It's still like, great. I you, would play this again. You could, yeah. Yeah. I I, I would, I mean, I I guess I'll get to my thoughts at the end of, of, of this yeah, recollection. Yeah. But, um, and this was like the height, man. This was like Lollapalooza because they were always on the same festival. Oh, always. Yeah. So it was like Cypress Hill and fucking Sonic Youth and everyone Back then, certain groups played those festivals, and yeah. Cypress Hill was one of them. Wu Tang was another. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a few other ones, but those were the two. Beasties, Beasties too. Yeah, but like it, the appeal, really, like with skate culture, really embraced Wu Tang and Cypress Hill, <laughs> and they just like blew them out of the fucking water. Yeah, like they just. They took them from like the first album where people were like, "Okay, this, we love this hip hop," and then from there, like by '93, I guess '93 was probably Temple of Boom. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this record's great. If if I'm sitting at the red light, this shit's going up. Hundred percent, all the way up. Always up. Yeah, I'm yep. going going up to eleven. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, Sonic Youth. I'm trying to think of what what record this they was. had just done. Goo, right? No, no, no. So they had just done Dirty, which is my favorite. And they were on their way. So they were making Jet Set. Oh, yes. Yeah, because that was 94 that 94, yep. They were about to drop Bullet Bullet (coughs) Heather with uh, our girl. Yeah, Sonic with hot shit at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Cool. What's next? Uh, Mud Honey and Sir Mix-A-Lot. Okay. Freak Mama. So you know the Mud Honey story, like, right? I guess, who were they trying to match them? Oh, they wanted to, to work with Cypress Hill. Yes. That's what they wanted. Correct. They're like, holy shit, we fucking love Cypress Hill. We want to work with them. And they're like, yo, we are, there, there's already two bands working with them. Yeah. And uh, then they suggested Funk Dubious to them. Mm-hmm. And then Funk Dubious was like, nah, we're good. <laughs> we'll pass. Yeah, but like it, what Happy said uh, in one of the interviews is, uh, he's like, I don't want to push anyone. Right. And that's the way to do it. Like if you're their manager, that's fine. But it's like, oh, you know, you have to go into this space and the track's gonna come out like shit like shit you're not into it yeah um and then i think they're uh they went to seattle they're just thinking like wow we're from seattle let's Let's get the rapper from seattle yeah for sure (laughs) rapper and by this i guess baby Baby got Got back Back had hit already okay right that was probably like 92 yeah that was a massive fucking hit huge huge like huge yeah you know playing it when you when you're playing at like sporting events, yeah, like that kind of yeah. level, those kind of residuals, like like House of Pain, jump yeah. around, like every bachelorette party, yeah, you've yeah. ever been, you know, it's just it's, it's one of those songs in the fabric. Yo, you fucking throw it in the goddamn matrix, like that's what it is. It's just it's everywhere. <clears throat> yeah, like you can hear it's a pop culture. Moment. You could hear it at a wedding, and like your ninety year old grandma is gonna be like, yeah, she's gonna be like dancing to yeah. it. 
Right here in the supermarket, in the yeah. elevator. It's it's there. You could hear yeah. the Muzak version at the dentist. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but when and when you really so um you hear a song like this and and we took it for granted like most hits that we got played to death. Uh, but when you go back and listen to Baby Got Back, like it's really well written. It's definitely well written. Got killer scratches on it. Yeah, you know. But uh, I mean, I can't say. I've heard a lot about Sir Mix a lot too. I, was, I I never knew any of his early shit, but with a posse on Broadway, yeah. Oh, that one I do. Yeah, yeah. Cuts, you know, that he had a career before. Yeah, he didn't just flash. You know, it was a flash in the pan. As there, you know, came up had a couple of underground hip hop records that yeah. were respected. Yep. I don't know them. Yeah. But uh, he wasn't on my radar. Yeah. But uh, might have been a regional thing. Maybe it just didn't really crack too hard over here. What do you think of this song, though? Okay, so what do I think of this song? Um. So I was listening to it, and this is one of those songs that I would always skip. Definitely. I would, I would always skip, and then when I listen to it now, I enjoyed it way more than I did back then. I don't know wh- why it worked. Um, I don't know why the chorus worked, but it, it's fun. Like, you could definitely play this in the background. Oh, shit, we forgot to play the album in the background. <laughs> Hit play on that motherfucker, then. <laughs> I like to we totally forgot to play the soundtrack in the back. I think my uh, speaker shut off. It was so long. All right, there you go. A little ambiance in the back. There we go. All right, so maybe maybe That's the soundtrack right. will catch up. That's all right. Um, but yeah, man, it just. Uh, I like this way more than I used to. Too. I didn't like this at all back in the day, but yeah. I feel the same way as you. Okay. Definitely a lot more fun than I remember it. And I'm not a big Mindhunting fan either. Yeah, me neither. And and yeah. it's just not it's not because I've heard a ton. It's just a band that I didn't really dive into. So like I know like the exterior tracks. Mm-hmm. And you know what I watched the other day, um, which is really fun to um kind of revisit, um, the documentary hype. Yeah. That was fun. Very good. Um, just like the whole Seattle sound and you see like all these bands like as like kids. Oh yeah, you know, like you see, the, they're like so young. Like the Super Suckers don't even look like the Super Suckers. Like, old, like you know, Chris Cornell before fucking obviously killed himself. Um, man, Kurt Cobain too. Like, yeah, I guess sure. it was a, like a lot of death over yeah. there. Sure. Um, but that was a really fun documentary, and Mud Honey were like a really big part of that scene. Oh yeah, there's actually a full documentary on Mud Honey too. That's pretty good. Amazon. That taught yeah taught me uh, a little bit. You know, I didn't know much. I knew they were a pioneer in the yeah. Seattle scene, you know, kind of like, you know, some of those bands that broke always cited Mud Honey or the Melvins, the yeah. bands that didn't get quite as big. Yeah, you know? yeah. But uh, they just like never Green did Like Green River, me. like bands like that. They were, o- they were like the OGs of that <laughs> scene. Sure. Um, and it's funny, like, you know, sometimes. Queensryche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Queensryche for sure. Metal Church. Metal Church. Were they from, from yeah. Seattle? Yeah. I was listening to like the first like Queensryche album a couple of months ago, so I never listened to it. It's, it's fucking good. great. Oh yeah, yeah. Their early stuff's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay. Anyway, they yeah. weren't on this. <laughs> yeah, they weren't on this. They weren't on this. <laughs> so, um, Freak Mama. Okay, we're we're at the red light. Do we do we uh, do we bless the the car next to us or do we? I'm gonna keep it the same. Yeah, me too. I'm not that comfortable <laughs> yeah. about it that I'm going to turn it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't need to be somebody's YouTube clip. No. 
you know, like this dad. Yeah, old Long guy. Island dad <laughs> plays herb shit. Yeah, old guy rocking out to garbage. <laughs> um, okay, so what are we up to? Dinosaur Junior and Dell the Funky Homo, Sen- Homo Sapien. Yep, I got thoughts. Uh, apparently, what they tried to get Ice Cube for this, and got Dell his cousin. His cousin, yeah. Um, I'm not in love with this song, to be honest with you. Uh, Jay Maskus is uh is too good, <laughs> too too intricate to jo- work with a, a hip hop verse in light of our earlier conversation. You know he recorded the whole thing, huh? You know he recorded the whole thing. Did he? Uh yeah, he played drums, bass, and all that other stuff. I did not know that. Yeah, uh, the way Dell describes. I saw an Arsenio Hall clip of Mike D playing drums. They played it live on Arsenio. Oh, that's on YouTube actually. Oh, Mike D played drums. Mike D played drums. That's Jay's so cool. Out there and Dell. Okay. Yeah, it's on YouTube. <sighs> yeah, it's, I love, I love the fact that these two got together. Um, I feel like maybe Jay got a little too busy with the riff. Yeah. But it's still memorable. Like when I listened to it, and that's the truth, the motherfucking truth. My, like, it was still memorable, but it's so. Jay it's, can't dumb his shit down for anybody. It's, but it's it's a mo- yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was he's like, too good. Man. Yeah, he's like, oh, you rapping? Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna solo over this and whole to, thing. To him though, that he's probably he's like, I'm gonna be reserved on this. <laughs> that was reserved. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. There's no yeah. g- feedback or any kind yeah. of you know shit. So, but it. it you know, man, and it's so cool. This is one of those times where I look and I'm thinking like fucking Dinosaur Jr. and Del the Funky Homo Sapien on a fucking track together. Yeah. Regardless of the outcome, it's still cool that it happened. You know, like you see that and I'm just like, man, this what a time capsule this was sure. to capture. Um, and it's a mood piece, I think, like you throw it on in the back like we got playing here. Um, it's, it, it, it definitely... Fits in with this track that that's coming on this the, one, yeah, yeah. The Daylon Teenage, yeah. It's got that same kind of laid back approach as opposed to the Slayer or the Onyx yes. stuff, you know, whatnot. But, and, uh, and I think it, it it showcases the MC better because they're not like screaming over fucking yeah, absolutely things. But um, okay, so you know we're at the red light. What do we do with this song? I'm gonna turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna keep or leave it the same. I I'm mean, gonna keep it the same. I'm ju- not turning it up. just on the strength of their catalog, which okay. back then. So where you been just came out. Um, I don't know where where um, Dell was because I feel like Mr. Dabalina must have already come out. It definitely came out before yeah. this. Um, let me check that, but uh, I'm pretty sure well before this. Dell Dell never really had a breakout except that for like it. Deltron. You know. He had Deltron, and wasn't he? He was a rapper on Clint Eastwood, right, with the the Gorillas. Yes. Well, that was you didn't hear much from him for a while, but when the Gorillas came out, yeah, that put him back on the map. But Deltron too, like Deltron Thirty Thirty was huge. Let's see for for geeks like us. Ninety one was his first record. Yeah, so it'd been a minute. He put out an album, No Need for Alarm, in ninety three. Okay, but he was not. You know, yeah, he never really, he never really went to the next popped. level. Yeah, no. yeah, for sure. Um, and and his association with Hyro definitely helped get sure. get him to certain audiences. I will say the record Parallel Universe that he made, um, in the two thousands, it's uh, it was him and Tame One. That fucking record is awesome. 
really good. Tame one so slept on from the artifacts, and him made a, a whole Love album. The artifacts, yeah. Wrong side of the tracks, one of my favorite hip hop records. Ever. Hey yo, yep. Um, so what do we got? Two left. Yes, uh, therapy with a question mark from Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that band. Um, and fatal. Okay. Which Sam said instruct because I was looking up who fate you know where are they now and I kept getting this guy Fatal Hussein who used to hang with roll with Tupac had a couple of tracks but Sam corrected me it was what was his name Joe, Joe Fatal who was in the main source classic track Live at the Barbecue Live at the Barbecue with Nas when Nas I believe that was the first song he was ever on it was so Fatal's verse was the second if I remember correctly. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was listening to the Danny Diablo podcast, shout out to him, mm-hmm. um, and I believe Fatal was talking about his track on the Judgment Night soundtrack, and from there, like, my head exploded right. when I realized he was the same guy, and he was with the band fucking, uh, that put out the record Trouble Gum, so Therapy still makes records. Somebody that we had on the show, Tom Bennett, um, twice, actually, I guess we had Tom on. He, he's a big therapy fan. Oh, yeah? Um, but yeah, they, they put out a record around this time, and, you know, it had uh, like a hit or two on it, like I modest. Never, I never could get into these guys. Yeah. They were one of those bands that, like... Uh, Is it because you hate Irish people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were one of those bands that kind of played heavy, but they had, like, that that look... So they got play on like Headbangers Ball and Alternative Nation. They did get play on Headbangers Ball, which was weird. They, because but their hair was short, so they could yeah. like, you know, Soundgarden somehow was an alternative band and not just the metal band. Yeah, because there's a couple. Of, I blame it on the hair of a couple of guys. There's a short, two short hair guys in the band. But yeah, because anyway. I mean, Soundgarden's pretty fucking metal. But yeah, and and you know what? The question mark at the end of third yeah. bothers me. Yeah. It's like Mark. With a Q, Mark with the Bullet a Q. Boys. Yo, shout out to Mark Turing. It's like I don't. know. They just never did it for me, and this track does absolutely nothing, nothing for, for me. You. This is the biggest throwaway thing. On okay, it was. A, it's a complete like. Come and filler. die with me. Come and die with me. <clears throat> yeah. What do you think of it? Um, man, I'm I'm really grading this record nicely because uh, this is one of those records that I really didn't pay attention to. Um, I owned the Trouble Gum record by Therapy. I bought the cassette okay. back when people did that. And um, I would always skip this. But listening back to it, it's it's a little too long. But like for the first two minutes, I'm like, okay, this is fun. It's like it's got a fun like, you know, chorus, come and die with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's not one of my favorite songs. You know, if, if we were at a red light, uh, I'm, uh, I might turn this one down a little I'm bit. I'm going to shut it off. I'm going to shut the <laughs> radio off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that brings us to the last song with two are these the two biggest groups at that time on here even today probably right I mean shit you could definitely make the argument Pearl Jam and Cypress Hill real thing yep uh Minus Eddie Vedder, I guess he didn't come in that day or something like that. <laughs> He's too busy writing pro shows. Surfing, on his arm. I think they said. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> they asked him. He said, "Cool, you know." Yeah. But uh, I guess this track went together pretty well. And uh, Muggs was saying, you know, they, I guess, uh, recorded it up in Seattle and mailed them the tracks down there. And they record, they did the uh, the chorus, you know, okay. and they had everything. And uh, I like this track a lot, actually. I didn't, I didn't play it as much as. Uh, I love you, Mary Jane collaboration, but I do like this. 
I, when I was in re- re-listening to it this morning, I liked it a lot more than I used to. I hate it. Do you? I think it's the worst song on the record. <laughs> worse than the therapy song? Yeah. Wow. I think it's the worst song on the record because I wanted it to be great. Like, whatever the doot doot dudes are, like, Pearl Jam's doing in the yeah. back. Like, okay. Uh, I just, it just seemed like, it just seemed like Cypress Hill was like, oh, yeah, we just knocked it out of the park with Sonic Youth. Yeah. And it's like, all right, now we got to work with these guys. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Let's, I don't know, man. It just, maybe I listened to it more back then, but like on when, when I came back to it, uh, for, for the review for this podcast, Mm -hmm. I was just like, man, this song kind of sucks. And I'm (laughs) glad it's last because it just, yeah, it really didn't do anything for me at all. Um, and I love Pearl Jam and I love Cypress Hill. And, you know, this, this was Pearl Jam. Wow. Probably. By the second record, where they mm-hmm. were like just humongous on fire, on yeah, yep. Um, but hey, listen, you know, uh, if, if if we're at a red light specifically for this song, uh, I'm definitely like, <laughs> I'm gonna turn it off. <laughs> I'll be like, yo, last song already played, come yep, and die. So. Done. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna leave it the same. I'm not turning it up, but I'm gonna leave it the same. Yeah, yeah. yep. Um, so yeah, so li- listening back to this record. Um, I thought it was going to be kind of like a novelty joke thing right? that people remembered. Like, I really wanted to dive into the record to be like, do we just remember this being awesome back then and just terrible now? I And I was surprised. I'm like, this record is still fun. Like, you could still put this on and it's still like a cool experiment that happened. Sure. And uh, to me, it definitely still holds up and... Uh, you know, pr- I probably would listen to a wait less today. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard to listen to some of these tracks today yeah. as an old. It just you know it it was per it was right in my wheelhouse when it came out, and it's not so much the kind of music that I find myself listening to at this point in my life. Okay, so there's eleven songs. Let's yeah. pick four a piece that we would still play today. Okay, I'm I'm looking over my list here. Just give me one. I'll give you one. I, I would play the Slayer and Ice-T track. Okay. Uh, for me, my favorite track on this by far is Teenage Fan Club and Dale Asshole. Okay. Like, I would pl- I, I mean, I still pl- Like, when that shit pops on, I almost cried. You know? It's been a while since Pause. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would play this Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill. Okay. I would play that again. I would do... Um, I'm going down... In order, so I would do uh, this song, Judgment Night soundtrack, uh, Judgment Night song. It just, uh, I don't know, it's fun. And and the the MCs, like all three of the dudes from Onyx, really delivered on it. Yeah, they were. It, it works. It's yeah. perfect. Um, I'm gonna agree with you. Actually, that's gonna be another selection for me. Right? Okay, Judgment Night. Um, let me look at that list. You can read my writing. <laughs> I got a lot of scribble. Yeah, so I would do the same thing. Uh, I love you, Mary Jane. Um, that collaboration worked. I, w- I would play the shit out of that, so that would be my third song. Yeah, and my last one will be Faith No More and Booyah Tribe, actually. Okay. Which never would have been my choice back in the day. Huh. But now it would be. Let me see. Let me let me look sure. at this list real quick. Uh, I would do Helmet House of Pain. All right. Respect. Yeah, those those four I would I would still play today. Um, and as you could see, you know, we were gra- grasping a little bit, so <laughs> I, I feel strongly about the first three, you know, the rest, I'm just, right. you know, it's, I had to throw one in there. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. So what, what run, what, what, what won the soundtrack, uh, brackets? 
Singles. Singles. Uh, Judgment Night was in the final four, okay. along with Purple Rain and The Crow. Okay. And really, those are pretty four solid I was hanging out choices. with Mike Stack last night, and he was asking me, and I was like, I told him I, I got kicked off Facebook for a month. Hate crime. For a hate crime. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I called my best friend White Trash, and uh, I'm still not sorry, because Keith Moore is fucking White Trash. Sorry. You know, but uh, I guess uh, Facebook flagged me. Mark Zuckerberg does not agree with me. He does not agree with me. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, so I he was asking me, and I was like, man, I, I wasn't really paying attention because I can't vote. I can't do anything. Right. Um, and then we were talking about, you know, those soundtracks. And, uh, yeah, man, singles. I, I talked to Joe, you know, who we had on from Outburst. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, man, if you ever do the singles fucking episode, I'm there. He, like, sent me a picture, yeah. like, of... I, he man, he loves that singles movie and soundtrack. So. I agree. I'm I'm way into that. I, that that tourney ended where I figured it would. Okay. You know, when we put these things together, I always pick four that I figure yeah. are going to be there and put them in opposite corners. You know, yeah, of yeah. the bracket. You got to seed them nicely. And it kind of arrived where I thought it would. You yeah. Know? And uh, I think singles actually edged out Judgment Night to go against uh, the Crow. Okay. And one. In closing, I guess there was like a, a bit of a rumor. What was the rumor song? Uh, that Tool and Rage Against the Machine collabed on a song, Can't Kill the Revolution. But uh, I read it in a couple of places. But this other article that me and Sam both checked uh, please, on pleasekillme.com said it was just a rumor that that track was never made. They lied, bro. Yeah. Um, Fake news. <laughs> for sure that was the og fake news yep. um i mean would have made sense would have made sense I, I totally believe that could be true yeah yeah, yeah. You know. um and then so yeah i guess in closing uh let's bring up happy walters again because in 1997 um they released the spawn soundtrack yeah and i guess he had something to do with it uh and this i guess like electronic bands were kind of like popping off at that point because yeah the quote-unquote electronica in like the post early rave scene yeah. it started to get into the well, public consciousness the prodigy and all those bands it coming. leaked into into Lollapalooza like sure. I think Orbital like headlined like there's Orb uh, Orbital Moby yeah uh, a lot of acts that I never got Moby over. like do you get Moby I, I, I as an early raver uh, <laughs> but what did he I, do I saw though? a lot of good DJ sets of his and his first album uh i think was self-titled or he had a track go where he sampled the uh twin peaks theme okay and a lot of early work techno and and trance work that was good and stuff as far as him like becoming more than a dj you know, i didn't get any of that shit but i seen him play some wicked dj sets back in the day okay but that... as an artist beyond that yeah I don't okay it. Because, like, so I just know him as an artist. Like, I know that he was, like, a hardcore kid, all that other shit. But then, right. like, you know, you see stuff like, um, the you know, the song Southside, I think it's called, with, like, Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. And it's catchy, but, like, I'm thinking, like, what we is this song? We all made of stars. Well, he had a shitload. That, that one album, uh, Play. Play, yeah. Where, what, he licensed every song to commercials did, or something? Yeah, yeah. Which was, yeah, yeah. Get, get that money, man. Yeah. But, uh, and back then, that was, like, a no-no. Today, it's like, holy shit. Get it. They're pretty simplistic songs. There's not, I don't think he's that as talented as he thinks he is. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. If if you're listening, we apologize, but it's true. Yeah, please do the show. (laughs) 
uh, I liked your DJ sets. I saw you at Masquerade. At, yeah. Uh, you have a, you have a great cranium. <clears throat> yeah, I saw you with Aphex Twin. You crushed it. But uh, yeah, that's where it stops. But yeah, I just pulled up the Spawn soundtrack. Yeah, Crystal Method, another big band that crossed over out of that. And then you had Corn was on there, the, the Dust Brothers. Who who did Corn do a song with? The Dust Brothers. Okay, so but anyway, yeah. So the guy that that produced, uh, you know, uh, uh, Judgment Night soundtrack, I guess later on did. Did this and, and Metallica, ironically, was on the Spawn soundtrack with DJ Spooky. I guess they came around the second time. Boy, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. And like I had a remix the, of "Whom the Bell Tolls." I and I do you remember when Metallica did that uh, thing, or maybe it was just that guy Die Krups, where it was oh. like an electronic version of like their songs. Yes, or it might have been like the Black Album in its entirety. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I bought that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back when you just, like, you know, it was like a set and you just buy, you're like, oh, let me fucking get I'm this. I'm curious. Um, yeah. Before you could sample and be like, yep, not, not paying, not no. paying for this. But um, I, I guess they were trying to do the same thing, but they were like, okay, now we're going to have like, you know, alternative bands and then we're going to mix them up with these like electronic uh, centric bands. And uh, there was some cool stuff on there. I really liked the uh, Sneaker Pimps with Marilyn Manson song, Long Way Back From Hell. Definitely. That was a banger. That was a good one. Yep. Um, at I was a big Rollins fan and a Goldie fan. Okay. Drum, drum oh, and bass that's artists. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it's pretty much just a Goldie throwaway track with Rollins talking his, you know, in his serious voice over it. Not really. It's yeah. Not yeah. very. Yeah. It clearly, they, I don't know if they ever spoke to each other. I think <laughs> somebody just put that together yeah. and stuff. But it got. He does know, love a paycheck. Though. It had my. Oh, yeah. He'll, he won't say no. <laughs> You know, Slayer and Atari Teenage Riot. Yes. There was another one on there. Yeah. Some frantic shit on there. But uh, yeah, that that was a moment. That it was a moment. Too. Yeah. We're not doing that episode, by no, the way. No, no. I don't think we're breaking that down. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, the other day I, I was eating at a restaurant and and um, this guy was doing like, you know, we were outside. So there, he was like playing music and uh, he was playing to like a backing track. But he was taking requests, which I didn't even understand. I'm thinking, like, how are you taking requests with it? Like, like if I give you a song, how are you going to know this song? But I guess, you know, he said yes to the, the stuff that he had in his computer. And sour shoes. And, <laughs> yo, it might as well have been, to be honest with you. And uh, so this girl, like, I'm sitting there eating, and we're the closest to him with our table. And this girl walks up, and I, it, it made me remember what it's like to deal with the public. Because she was just like, ah, my friend wants to hear Henry Rollins' Liar. Oh, my God. And we're just sitting here at a restaurant outside, and this dude's playing, like, the Beatles, like, Led Zeppelin. And then, like, she, this, like, lady walks up, and I, he was just like, ah, uh, at a restaurant? Uh, I'm like, nah. How about I just play, like, I don't know, Thank You by Led Zeppelin? She was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was so fucking stupid. And I'm like, the whole time I just wanted like to turn to this lady and be like, are you fucking stupid? Are you out of your mind? Are you stupid? They're out there, man. Like Henry Rollins' liar? They're are you people. a fucking moron? They're out there, bro. If you're listening, I'm sorry. But... I was a DJ in these yeah. places. You get asked for some dumb shit. Yeah. You know? Like, dude, like just remember me? that song. Like, where are you right now? Where, where do, are where you? Do you think that? You really think that could happen? Hey, and what, what guitar? It, like, that's like, like my least favorite Rollins song. But he's like way. talking. <laughs> it's like a monologue. Yeah. Like, on what planet did this lady think that? Like, he was going to be like, "Let me just do this Henry Rollins monologue." Oh, great number. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, good one. I haven't Ooh. played this one in a while. <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyway, to close it up, um, yeah. I thought it'd be fun to to kind of like uh, maybe match up some some bands that we would have put together for a soundtrack like this. Um, obviously, we could use some some of the bands that were already on the soundtrack. Um, we could think of other ones, but I want to keep it in, in in that like 93, 94, 95 era. Um, so do you have anything? I didn't exactly keep it in that era. Oh, okay. But, uh, and this was tough. Yeah. Cause we've talked about our adversion, some of, to some of these kind of collaborations. So I was trying to think of, uh, it's like somebody trying to get you to suck a dick when you don't. You're yeah. just like, yeah, you're like, I want to be a team player, but I just. But there are some acts, and I'll just fire them. <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll give you a couple of them, and then you give me a yeah. couple of yours instead of going back and forth. But uh, uh, I thought a band like White Zombie with maybe like a horrorcore kind of rapper, sure. like Necro, Ill Bill, because White Zombie had a, a pretty tight groove I think you could work with. Yeah. Um, I thought that would be good. I thought. Uh, a band like the Stone Roses with a voice like Q-Tip or something like that because yeah. they had some funky shit like that. Or, or there's a jazz combo, uh, not combo, but uh, uh, MMW, Medesky, Martin, and Wood, another band I would like to hear with uh, Q-Tip or Guru, something of that. Happy Mondays, I think, could work with those guys. Mm-hmm. And then my off-the-wall choice would be someone like MC Doom or Aesop Rock or Dalek, like a real outsider kind okay. of artist with like a Voivod or Meshuggah. Wow. And chop up those beats with the way those guys Rap, have yeah. odd flows yeah. and just see what the fuck happens. It might be completely horrible. Probably would be. But <laughs> I want to see. Yeah, why not? Or sure. here, rather. Uh, I couldn't really think of any. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me this one. <laughs> well, I was driving over here. You know, I was a little busy. But uh, the only thing that I, I, I thought would be kind of cool, like if, if it was like a uh, an idea for Judgment Night, um, it would have been cool to see 93 Flaming Lips work with like 93 Tribe Called Quest. Oh, that's I feel good. like those two, you know, styles would have been great. Um, that's perfect. Yeah. That would have worked. Uh, that would have worked out cool. And then uh, maybe like. Uh, I think Tip in general, could you, you could see yeah. him with a lot of different, you know. Yeah. That voice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think they have like, you know, very uh unique like um production styles. Um and then I w- I would just do uh, you know, uh our buddy Gore, Lord Goat. Yeah. You know, if we can get him to to rap over some Robin Crosby guitars from Rat, nice. you, know? <laughs> you know, like mix it up and shit. So, he nice. he's got a new record coming out. Can't oh, yeah. wait to listen to it. The track listing looks ridiculous. Uh, and that's it, man. So it was yeah. fun to go down memory memory lane. Uh, it's been a while. For yeah, it's you know what it is too. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, sometimes it's just easier not to do an episode. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. But then we we'll be revving back up, and we got our holy month of October coming yeah. up. I'm sure that's going to light our. Yeah, horror. Uh, I just don't want to feel like fears. we have to do something. No, we yeah. don't. We don't. We're not sponsored. We don't have uh, commercials. Yeah, we don't have some Joe Rogan deal. Yeah, the only deal I have with Spotify is I pay them ten bucks a month. That's it. <laughs> There's no money coming my way. Exactly. You know? So they could wait. Exactly. Did you hear the issue that he's having over there? Oh, the censorship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's douche chills. I can't even. You know. I, I can't everybody even, shut the fuck up. Yeah, just shut the fuck everybody. up. Everybody. Seriously, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> just don't just don't listen to it. 
I at this point right now, I just can't listen to anybody's shit complaining yeah, anymore. That's it. And there's too many people complaining. That's it. Or too many people with nothing to do. Too many people. Like if if, if COVID wasn't around, I, I would imagine everyone would just be going along their business, their their uh, selfish business, and being like, "Yo, man, good luck with that." <laughs> I thought COVID would put things in perspective, but people seem to have more time to complain about dumb yeah. shit. T- dumb shit. Yeah. You know, there's some very valid complaints and very valid things that people are upset about. Uh, but yeah. then there are people who are just like, like latching on to these things. And it's just like, yeah, like they, they, they've made that their identity. Yeah. Is to be the guy that. Yeah. And that identity sucks. It sucks. It's fucking lame. Yeah, man. You know, please stay away from me. Yeah. I, I thought like, I thought, like you said, COVID was going to be like, okay, you know what? You know. We're all gonna die. It's cool. Like everyone, yeah. just yeah. It's like yeah. Live let, and let live. A little live and bit. let live yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Just do your thing. Um. Uh, but and I, I think it was that way for a minute. Everyone was kind of cool and like people yeah, were it like was a quick minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might have been fifty seconds. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. But like people were, like clapping the pots out and like uh, and in the city and shit. The doctors. And yeah, stuff. yeah. 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 Everyone now. Everyone's just like. It's uh, over. Yeah. It's over. It's uh, here. We are. Yeah. You know. Oh, you said it all. <laughs> 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 All right, cool. All right, Let's. peace.